like many of you, we woke up this morning so, to some rough news. A lot of headlines saying that Olympus is exiting the camera game. And of course, that makes us really sad, not just for people shooting Olympus, but for people that work for the company. And so we started asking ourselves, is Olympus really gone? What's going to happen to Olympus cameras? What does that mean for you, the people using Olympus cameras? And what does that mean for us, people that are just a part of the photo industry? Because this impacts all of us. We'll take a look at all of that, but first a word from our sponsor, Squarespace. Squarespace makes beautiful websites incredibly easy. Drag and drop your pictures in there and it shows off your work better than any social media possibly could. If you're interested, go to squarespace.com slash Chelsea, try it out completely free, and when you love it, use the coupon code Chelsea to get 10% off. Thanks, Squarespace. All right. So the headline was Olympus sells their camera division to Japan Industrial Partners, JIP. What is that? Um, well, Japan Industrial Partners is a company. It's been around for since the year 2000, and they buy companies or buy the carve-outs of companies, and they either invest in them themselves or turn them over and sell them to someone else that's interested. Why? Well, if you read the press release, you would see that Olympus stated that they had implemented measures to cope with the extremely severe digital camera market due to, amongst others, rapid market shrink caused by the evolution of smartphones. I think the most upsetting part of this is that it's not something isolated to Olympus. No. After 84 years, Olympus could not make cameras profitable anymore. I mean, the camera industry has been rough ever since smartphones have been gaining market share. Uh, and so for Olympus to say, hey, we've been seeing losses three years in a row, and it's time for us to pull out of the camera game, that's upsetting. Yeah, it's the biggest news we've seen for a really long time. But a lot of people seem to think that we're going to be reveling in this because no way. in 2018, I released a video that I titled Micro Four Thirds is Dead. Don't shoot the messenger. It's not what I want, but what I think is gonna happen is Micro Four Thirds is gonna die. Not suddenly, but slowly over the course of the next couple of years. And the intention of the video was to provide potential camera buyers information about the future of a system. Because when you buy a camera, you really buy into it, sometimes for multiple decades. People today use Nikon because their dad bought a Nikon camera in the 60s. Yeah. It's a big investment and thus you have to look at the long-term viability of the company. And we accurately predicted that Olympus was on the rocks. But if a weatherman predicts a bad storm and the bad storm comes in and causes a bunch of damage, the weatherman isn't happy. But the weatherman might take some comfort in knowing that they helped people get to safety before the storm came. And that was always our intention, just so to allow our followers to be educated buyers so they could spend their money a little bit more wisely. We never talked about Olympus dying because we wanted them to die. No way. I like, I like Olympus. That was always yeah. one of the cameras we recommended that we thought was really fun that people would enjoy. So that was certainly not our intention. And people also think that maybe we actually caused this, like it's some self-fulfilling prophecy, but even Olympus is crystal clear that it's not a YouTuber made a video and that's why we're closing down, but there's been massive drastic changes to the marketplace that are far bigger than us. Well, to be clear, Olympus did not address YouTube videos. They just said that the market is seeing a reduction. So JIP is buying the Olympus imaging 
department. Uh, it's actually a carve-out. So they're taking that part of their company, the parent company, and JIP is buying it. And we don't fully know the details right now. We don't know if Olympus is going to be retaining some small share in the company. But as an example, JIP also bought Sony's computer line, Vio. What year was this in? 2014. And so we thought that might be a good comparison. It was almost exactly the same situation. Very PC similar. sales saw a drastic hit because of smartphones. Smart yeah. And Sony could not find a way to make their PC market profitable. So they said, hey, can anybody, anybody want this? Can, maybe you can turn around and make a profit on it. And JIP came in and said, okay, we can do this. And they carved it out. Yeah. Vio became its own separate company, 10% owned by Sony and then the rest owned by JIP. And they were no longer Sony Vio, just Vio. Vio. They relaunched where Vio was doing really well in their home country of Japan, expanded to Brazil and then to the US. They changed the market a little bit. They started building, from what I can tell, lower end laptops that still had the sort of Sony Vio feel, but prominently the, the Vio brand. And so they managed to stay alive. And today, six years later, they still manufacture laptops, though it's only two laptops, so maybe it's not wildly successful, but they're still in business, and thus they must still be making money out of it because they haven't shut down, right? I know they're still advertising for sure because I researched them and now I'm getting ads nonstop for Vio computers. I did some research on what the market reception for these laptops is and there are positive reviews but when I look at the critical reviews I see this 100% of the time. People bought the laptop because they had a Sony Vio laptop and they thought it was going to be the same thing and they discovered that their Sony Vio laptop was well made and reliable and had good support and the Vio laptop is poorly made from cheap components with very poor support. And this review says, I learned that Vio was no longer with Sony and was a separate entity when they called Sony for support. So that tells us something. They, JIP, leveraged some amount of brand confusion. Yeah. There was brand equity in the Vio brand. People thought it meant something good. So they kind of put crap in there and dressed it up with the fancy Vio brand, and that was their technique for getting profit. It's a little shady, I think. I'm surprised that Sony would want to participate in that and kind of devalue their brand name. But I'm surprised too, and annoying. none of these say Sony on them. No. But clearly they're leveraging that confusion because I saw this over and over again in reviews where people say, I bought this because it was a Sony, but then I found out it's not a Sony. None of the website says it's Sony or even associated with Sony. Yeah, but people remember, and mm -hmm. I suspect Vio knows that people have that memory. I mean, that's a part of the value when they acquired that part of the company. I think about this, and how does it apply to Olympus? Is it possible that they will try to use the trustworthy Olympus name and sell some junk to people? So let's quickly review the Olympus camera history. They launched their first film camera in 1936, <laughs> like before World War II. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. They've been at it for 84 years. In 1996, they launched their first digital camera. And then 11 years ago in 2009, they launched their first micro four-thirds camera. And that was such a revolution. And digital cameras at the time were so exciting. And you had either big, chunky DSLRs, which looked exactly like old film cameras, or you had bridge cameras, which were these like piece of junk, point and shoot, all-in-one cameras that were small and lighter, but just worked terribly. And Olympus came along with this promise of creating small, compact, weatherproof cameras with compact lenses 
in the mirrorless format. And they really launched this interchangeable lens mirrorless camera format that is pr prominent today, the dominant format. And so it's kind of rough to see them fail. But when we look overall at the chart that shows a number of camera sales, you see it go from really moderate numbers through the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. But then once you get into the 2000s and 2010s, it peaks at 150 million worldwide shipments of cameras, according to SEPA, and then it plummets drastically. Because of the iPhone. Yeah, because it's of common. It's a common story. It's not just Olympus that experienced this type of thing. And now they have a lot of competition. So the iPhone comes out in 2007, then in 2010, Sony comes out with the E-mount. Another mirrorless camera mount. Yeah. 2012, Fujifilm comes out with the X-mount. So now there are more players in the game. Olympus is no longer dominating this segment. And then 2018, the Nikon Z and the Canon R come out with a mirrorless camera. These are the two biggest camera companies and they're getting in on that market share. And then in 2019, Panasonic ditches the Micro Four Thirds format, goes full frame and has the L-Line. And that's what prompted me to make the Micro Four Thirds dead as video because without Panasonic, I didn't think Olympus alone could support the Micro Four Thirds lens mount. Wait, so you hate Micro Four Thirds? I do not hate Micro Four Thirds. <laughs> I've always, we have owned like 20 Micro Four Thirds cameras. Our whole entire studio was built around Micro Four Thirds. We switched from Canon to Panasonic GH5s. Does the saying, don't shoot the messenger, suddenly resonate so deeply with you? It really does. And I found out it's total BS. <laughs> I said those exact words in my videos, like, I am just a messenger, don't shoot me. And then everybody's like, Tony, they literally think I caused it. <laughs> ridiculous. Well, that's what you get for having ideas, Tony. So after the break, we're going to talk about whether Olympus will survive, whether there will be new cameras, whether you'll be able to get your stuff serviced. But first, a word from our sponsor, Squarespace. Whether you need a website, a portfolio, a store, if you can drag and drop, you can make it happen. In fact, I think Tony's made like five. I've made a few for myself and even one for my mother because it's simple, it's fast, it's easy, and it makes your photos or your products or whatever you have look great. If you'd like to try it for free, you can get a 14-day trial, no credit card needed. Just go to squarespace.com slash Chelsea. And if you decide you'd like to buy it, you can get 10% off with the coupon code Chelsea. And that's in the description down below. All right, let's get back into it. So what do we think is gonna happen when JIP has control of the Olympus imaging department? They can either flip it or they can strip it. Tony? Tell me what that means. Flip it to me is like one of those TV shows where they buy the rundown <laughs> house and then they get it pretty and they sell it for a profit. They see an opportunity. They see, hey, there's potential in this camera company, but it's not being properly run now. Yeah. And I do think there is real potential there because Olympus has a massive company infrastructure built for when the camera industry was booming and they've been trying to scale it back, but they can't scale back fast enough. That's sort of like massive layoffs and shutdowns. It's really painful for a company. And I think Japanese companies in particular struggle with changing plans like that. JIP can come in there and they can be ruthless. They can just cut it out and just fire thousands of people. I think part of what they might do is exactly what they did with Vio, which is focus on the Japanese market. Olympus has been really successful in the Japanese market. Their worldwide sales, they're a small player. But in Japan, they're like consistently one of the biggest sellers of cameras. They're popular in Japan. That's and a big market too. So maybe the problem isn't Olympus cameras in general, but they've just spread out too thin. And if they can 
make those changes and actually turn a profit, then either JIP could continue to operate the company like they do Vio, or they could sell it off to somebody who might be able to make something more of it. People have suggested maybe Panasonic would want to buy it because Olympus has better focusing than Panasonic does and they share the same micro four-thirds mount, but... That's tough because Panasonic is also struggling. A lot of companies are struggling right now. We're in an unsure market, but then also the consumer camera industry is struggling. And so you think that a struggling company in a struggling market is going to want to take a big expensive risk like this? Yeah, they're like, we're, we want to double down on cameras. No. I mean, yeah, I mean, that would be a time to like diversify your assets, not double down. Maybe somebody like Google will come along and use it as a platform for a smartphone-based camera. Like, wouldn't it be awesome to have a micro four-thirds camera that had Android guts, Instagram running on it? Our dream, we're always talking about that dream camera. Someone do it. <laughs> I just hope <laughs> if I put it out there in the universe. <laughs> if we can actually make stuff happen with camera companies, we'd have that camera already. Yeah. So there's more proof. <laughs> that we, don't we don't have, have any the, power. We don't have any power because there'd be a camera that could instantly transfer files. So we're talking about what is going to happen with Olympus now that it's been sold to JIP. Plan A was they'd flip it and make it profitable. Plan B is they strip it. Yeah, you saw this with Kodak. So right. this is another good case study. See, studying history is important because if you go back and see what's already happened, you can kind of predict what's going to happen in the future. And that's what we try to do. And with Kodak, they took their branding and their name and they sold it off. They sold off a bunch of their patents and their assets. And then they made money from that. And Kodak still exists as a company. Yeah. They're and still around. Now they slap the Kodak brand on junk. But presumably they're making profit from it. We saw something similar happen with the Yashica brand. Remember yeah. your Yashica Y35 digital camera that you absolutely hated? Yeah. They made millions on the Kickstarter and then they sold a piece of junk because people had fond memories of the Yashica brand. They used our nostalgia against us. Yeah. I, I think this is there's a definite possibility. I really hope they brands. don't do that. Well, to me, it tarnishes the history of the brand. But at the same time, looking at Vio, I don't see that JIP has a whole lot of integrity for respecting the brand legacy. So I, I think mean, it's a possibility. Their whole job is carving out unsuccessful divisions and then trying to turn a profit. So yeah. it's different than building a company from the ground up. How about ongoing support? Um, I read in the press release that they're still going to continue to service existing cameras. So if you own an Olympus camera, this new company will be the one that's going to be doing customer support and servicing it. It will probably literally be the same people, even though I suspect it might be scaled down. Worst case, Olympus is unable to support your camera. You'd have to go to third parties for repairs. But there are third-party repair companies just about around the world. So as long as they're still able to get parts, what about resale value? Well, you did a whole video on this. I did. What happens if your camera company fails? And the summary of it is resale value doesn't seem to go down. In fact, if you look at Samsung cameras, they ended their camera division. The resale value of those is higher than any other camera. The reason is people still want cameras and lenses for Samsung, but there's no new ones. Thus, any demand that there is has to go to the used market. So it's a supply and demand thing. The supply stops, the demand still is there, prices go high. So your resale value could actually go up. I don't know that. It, generally, it seems to just stay level, though. But I, I don't see this sudden plummet. I saw people in the comments kicking themselves like, oh, I knew I should have sold my Olympus stuff and now it's happened and it's too late and I'm going to get pennies. 
It's, no, I don't think that's the case. I also think if you enjoy your Olympus camera, just keep it and enjoy it. There's no harm in doing that. Yeah, at some point, some other camera company is going to release something that you decide you just have to have. Yeah. And then you'll probably be able to sell your stuff for a decent price and switch just like you would anyway. Or you could never change. People do that all the time. Yeah, a lot of people in the comments are insisting they're never going to change <laughs> and they will just keep using their EM1 forever. That's fine. What do you think about things that are already on the roadmap, like their 150 to 400 Pro lens? I think that depends what point in the development they were in. So if they've already done all the R&D, they've already sunk a huge amount of money in it, and it was about to come out anyway, we'll see it. That makes I, sense. Like, they're going to look at it and see, is this going to turn a profit from today yeah. forward? Yeah. But if it's a sunk cost, then maybe it doesn't cost that much to launch it. But I'm wondering if that roadmap might not be a priority while they focus on shifting the company and making sure they can make it profitable. You don't want to start investing in the future without knowing if, you, if that future is viable. They laid out a plan of about six months where they'd be kind of going over the books and figuring out exactly what was going to happen. What about future equipment releases? Are we going to see an EM1 Mark IV? I really hope so. Worst case scenario, no. But best case scenario, I think they might have some limited research and development and maybe come out with some new stuff. It's possible. Yeah, but I don't see the best case scenario being Olympus becomes the camera innovation leader that they used to be. I do not imagine a scenario where JIP decides they're going to pour in enough money into R&D for them to outpace Canon, Nikon, Fuji, Sony. The reason I bring that up is I know there are some people out there who part of what they enjoy about photography is looking forward to the next new gadget yeah. because it's fun to get all these yeah. new accessories and especially when it's a new and cool and exciting innovation. And if that's a big part of what you enjoy about photography, then it might be time to start exploring other systems. I don't know that you're going to get that pleasure from Olympus in the future. Don't do this to them. Let them find it out in their own time. <laughs> but most people are not into the next new thing. Most people enjoy the process of photography. They yeah. enjoy making images. And your existing gear is going to continue to work just fine. But I am speaking to an audience of nerds out there who have an incurable gear acquisition syndrome and always want the latest and greatest, I don't see a future where that is going to be Olympus's strength. What do you hope is going to happen? I hope that this new company works out. I hope that they keep the company or sell it to someone that can do more with it and do more R&D. Ideally, my very lofty, probably not going to happen hope is that they sell it to a tech company that can make the cameras like my dream camera, like the camera for the younger generation. And I would just say, don't tie yourself to any particular piece of camera equipment. You are a photographer. You are not an Olympus camera operator. You can continue to be a photographer with any brand of camera, even worst case. So enjoy the process of photography. Forget the brand loyalty. You picked one brand of tool. Even if it doesn't exist in the future, there are many other companies making similar tools that you can get the same